today on CityCast Salt Lake. It's the freaking weekend, baby! Producer Ivana Martinez joins me to round up the week's news in and around Salt Lake City. Plus, are any of these designs for Utah's state flag any good? It's Friday, September 9th, 2022. I'm Emily Means, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Ivana Martinez, um, you're sitting in a closet. I am in a closet. (laughs) This is just podcasting life. Sometimes you got to sit in a closet to get the best the best sound for your podcast. You know, I feel like Ira Glass. Did you ever see that meme when when the pandemic was taking over and he was just like he has a little picture of himself in his closet? I kind of feel like that. (laughs) Ivana, it is Friday. It's Friday. That's great. That's great for us. That's great for everyone. And um, just a, a quick housekeeping update. Ali Vallarta will be back next week. She is coming back. Don't worry, everyone. Uh, but where do you think she is? Oh, my goodness. You know what? She's probably in Greece, mama mia her life. I don't know. Is that a verb? Can you make that it a verb? It is now. It is now. <laughs> Hashtag mama mia. I think she's at an essential oils conference in Switzerland sniffing lavender. Ooh, what about the south of France? They're really known for that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. An yeah. essential oils conference in the south of France. That sounds nice. You want to talk about some news? I want to talk about some news. Let's talk about the news. Uh, first up, it is really freaking hot still, Ivana, but we're already thinking about winter because uh, Salt Lake City and County officials have decided on a location for the Winter Overflow Homeless Shelter. Tell me more. I'll tell you more. It's going to be an old library in Mill Creek, or rather, it's most likely going to be an old library in Mill Creek. Um, All of these officials had to come up with a plan for an overflow shelter by September 1st. And that is because the legislature passed a new law this year that basically forced them to do this. Uh, Mm. Every single year since the old road home shelter downtown closed, it has been a huge struggle to get winter overflow shelter up and running. Last year, I don't think it was fully fully operational until like January. There were staffing issues. There was, you know, how do we find a location that pleases everyone? Mm -hmm. There was Salt Lake City doesn't want to keep hosting shelters in the city. But in the end, um, Salt Lake City did host a shelter. It was the the old Ramada Inn on North Temple. And basically, the legislature was just like, we are sick of this process like yeah y'all y'all need to get something in place well before the first snow falls y'all need to get it together yeah you got to get together and basically you know they're looking at this library in mill creek it's a it's no longer a library it's now just you know an empty county building or something but this location is really not enough to serve the need. It only has room for around 100 people. And we know that we actually need to shelter around 400 people in the winter. So, I mean, it's it's not enough numerically 
And on top of that, um, there won't be meals served at this overflow shelter. I think that's the craziest part of this thing. The fact that this place is not going to be serving meals, that it's only going to be helpful for about 100 people. And it's probably going to be open from 7 to 7 a.m., like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., Ideally, like you're going to be shuffling people from the Salt Lake area to Mill Creek. That's quite a distance in the winter. It's cold. Um, The roads are often not very safe because of the snow. Who knows if we'll get snow this year? I don't know. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed, I guess. But I'm also I'm actually really concerned about how they're going to handle this shelter with the staffing shortages that we've seen them kind of struggle with in the past. What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this? I think one thing that's really stressful to people is the inability to stay in a place. So if you've got to get kicked out, essentially, if you have Mm -hmm. to leave by 7 a.m. every day, that's stressful to people because, you know, what are you going to do with all your stuff? Where are you you going to get a bed the next night? Can you plan around that? And I think that that is I mean, that's kind of like the perennial complaint about shelters for a lot of people as we've been out and we've talked with folks who are unsheltered is it Mm -hmm. it just isn't worth it to them to have to pack up their stuff or like gather a handful of belongings and you know hope you can find a bed at one of these temporary emergency shelters for the night so um, I'm curious to see how they'll work out all of those kinks but um, I'm also a little frustrated on uh, on our podcast here because this show is going to drop at 6 a.m. Friday and then at 10 a.m. the Utah Homelessness Council will be meeting to further discuss this plan and you know they're going to announce whether the state is approving this location, they're approving this overflow plan, or if uh, or if they've got something else up their sleeve. So, you know, we might be a little bit behind on the news, but where it stands right now, it appears this Mill Creek Library location will be the overflow shelter. And then, um, you know, they might squeeze some additional people in at current homeless resource centers. So, you know, we'll update people as we learn more about what the winter overflow plans are. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, just take care of your neighbors. Okay, Ivana, take us to Utah County for some news. My favorite hometown. Yeah, (laughs) we got to talk about BYU. I feel like it's really dominating Well, they're really dominating the news cycle these last couple of weeks. We covered BYU's sports fans on the pod, but they're making headlines again this week for their homophobia. It's not a great thing to be making headlines for. No, it's not. Um, But we, we do know that BYU has a history, a very complicated history with its LGBTQ community and its students. And we're seeing that again this week. Um, there was a back-to-school event that was being hosted by a support group called Rainbow Collective. Um, That really is just a a place that, a community that supports this, the LGBTQ students at BYU. Mm -hmm. And you might be wondering, like, why do they do this at a park instead of on campus, which kind of seems like the logical step for a back-to-school event? Um, And the reason is, is because BYU doesn't allow it which I think personally sucks. They don't allow clubs for queer students on campus? Yep. That's, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. Um, and so here's the thing. 
Provo is my hometown, as I mentioned. Um, And growing up there and having a lot of friends who were in the LGBT community, we know that they exist and we know that they go to BYU. There's this big community, but there's often not places to gather. There's places not to come together. And you don't always feel very welcome on campus, given BYU's policies. Now, Rainbow Collective holds this annual event. And this year, it was a drag show. But... What happened was that these conservative groups ended up showing up to this protest and were just not the the friendliest people to... They weren't good neighbors. <laughs> they weren't good neighbors. They weren't following, I guess, the quote-unquote Utah way. And yeah, they just were starting to protest. And you've probably seen these pictures on the Salt Lake Tribune if you're a subscriber um, of these people in white sheets that are supposed to represent these angelic figures. Did you see them, Emily? Yeah, they were um, really striking and kind of haunting in a way. I was actually kind of scared of them (laughs) initially. I was like, what is going on here? I I had that question, too, because if you don't know the context behind these figures, you're kind of like, "Mm, this feels a little... I don't know. I mean, my first thought without actually white knowing sheets. white sheets, we also know that those have a racial connotation to them with the KKK. That was my first thought. But then you always have to read, obviously, the article. But these these angels, these people in white sheets were angels and they were allies shielding the students with the same type of wings that they used in a former protest back in 1999. Um, during a trial for Matthew Shepard's killers in Wyoming. So, I I mean, it was, the gesture was really moving to me, but I also was kind of like, mm, are white sheets the move? Maybe try rainbow sheets next time. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about BYU again. We talked about the incident at a recent BYU-Duke volleyball game mm-hmm. last week on the podcast. Um, it's just kind of hard to... Mounted defense for BYU in these cases. I really think instead of being defensive, maybe BYU's community and people who support BYU can grow from this. <laughs> maybe they take the criticism and grow from it and change the culture around BYU so that we don't see these kinds of things again. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. Like I mentioned, BYU does have this complicated past. It's like that Olivia Rodrigo step song, like one step forward, three steps backwards. Like there, <laughs> I, I was I'm like, sure the- BYU has never been compared to an Olivia Rodrigo song before. But you know, if there's ever a place for you to grow and learn about who you are and express who you really are, it's at university. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. BYU should get with the times. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. 
Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Let's talk about some politics stuff, Ivana. Ooh, oh, your going favorite back topic. to my roots. Yeah. So looking ahead to the November 2022 general election, Senate race is heating up. Ooh. We are talking about Mike Lee, who's the incumbent, versus Evan McMullen, who is the unaffiliated candidate in this race. He's not the independent. Um, lots of people get independent and unaffiliated confused, but like if you're registered as an independent, you're registered with the Independent American Party. You're not an unaffiliated voter. So just take note of that. Clear the air, uh, Emily. Clear the air. <laughs> I'm here to clear the air. Here to clear the air. So Evan McMullen held a big campaign rally this week. I did not go to that, but lots of other reporters did. And I guess... Mr. McMullen was getting a little bit spicy. He was oh. uh, he was hurling some some hefty criticism at Senator Lee. He said Mike Lee was a constitutional con man. Wow. Okay. Strong words, but interesting point of words. I mean, I think it was meant to really poke Mike Lee because Mike Lee purportedly loves, loves the Constitution. So <laughs> I wonder if he carries a Constitution in the back of his pocket, like all those debate people. I think he has multiple pocket constitutions, like one in the shirt pocket, one in the back pocket. You know, he's like, I got to whip that baby out. One strapped to his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> um, McMullen also said Lee betrayed Americans with his texts. Uh, basically, Mike Lee was trying to help the Trump administration sort out what to do with the 2020 election results. There's been a lot of reporting on that. You can go ahead and read that. You can even read the texts. Hmm. Um, And this race is interesting. Is it, Ivana? It's kind of interesting. Recent-ish polling shows Lee, who's been very, very popular in Utah, with just just a five-point lead over McMullen. So... That's pretty close. That's and a tight race. It's tighter than it has been. Political scientists say it's the most competitive Senate race in Utah in decades. But is it going to work? I don't know. Is it going to work out for Evan McMullen? He has to do a lot of work to win this race. He's got to win over Republicans. And that's that's the big thing. Um, he's got to win over Democrats, which... Is probably easy enough because Democrats are like, anybody but Mike Lee. Anybody but him. (laughs) They don't have anyone because they didn't put forth a Democratic candidate in this race. They decided as a party to support Evan McMullen instead. But he's really got to work to bring more Republican voters over to his cause. And uh, and I think that we're going to we're going to see him reaching out to them in the next in the next few weeks. And as as we head into the election, what are your thoughts on this race, huh? Ah, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting one. Given, I mean, I went to the the Republican convention back. Oh yeah, sorry, we sent you to that <laughs> <laughs> way back when. Are you okay? <laughs> still recovering, Emily. Still recovering. <laughs> I'm kidding. It it was good. It was really interesting to be there, frankly, but. I'm really I'm personally I'm interested to see how this plays out. But here's my question. Does supporting basic legislation that protects rights make you an ally, Emily? There's been this reporting of Evan McMullen as a quote unquote ally for supporting this marriage act that would protect gay marriage. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I think like if the bar is pretty low to be an ally, yeah, it makes you an ally. But it's it's got to be more than that. Okay. Yeah. There has to be active allyship. No, I agree. 100%. We'll see. And, you know, maybe if Evan McMullen makes it into the Senate, he'll vote to support gay marriage. But in the meantime, it's all just words. It is all just words. Let's move on from elections to something more fun and colorful. State flags. Wee! We're getting a new one. We've got these new state flag designs. And Ivana, have you seen these? Have you seen these flags? What do you mean? I have. Um, some of them are really cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we want a cute state flag. We Don't do. Don't mess this up, legislature. I feel like you got to pick one that really says Utah. But I guess your definition of what Utah is depends on who you are. That's a great point. So I thought I saw someone on Twitter say that picking these flags is like picking your fighter, like in those games, those video games. It's like pick Mm -hmm. your fighter, which I thought was really funny. Do you have a favorite? Have you seen these? Okay, so I'm looking at them right now. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but they all seem the same to me. (laughs) They're all they all blur together into like one giant blue beehive flag. Um. I think my favorite, my preferred design, it's really hard to explain this on a podcast. Um, I I think simpler is better. So I like Mm. these ones where it's just like one color in the background, like blue or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a beehive or a sego lily or the delicate arch, though. I don't I don't know if that one's going to if that one's going to fly. But I like the symbols. And I like it to be simple and streamlined. There's also one that looks like a Pokeball. So I'm kind of into that. I don't really understand it, (laughs) but I like it. You're like, this represents Utah, I guess. Yeah. As everyone knows, our uh, state Pokemon is the Pikachu. So it makes a lot of sense that we would have have a Pokeball flag. Wait, who decided that? I did right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you have a favorite? Um, I like the one with the arch, but I, I, I like can't pick just one. I think there's like a couple mm. that I have my eye on. Mm-hmm. What I think that's really interesting about this whole flag process is how how much they've gone kind of into the community or at least tried to. Yeah. All right. Let's look to the weekend. Let me give you a little little weekend forecast. It's going to be smoky out there. And that's because there's some smoke blowing in from fires that are kind of like to the north of us. Um, So that's a real bummer. I don't know if you're feeling that now, Ivana, but I am. My eyeballs are on fire. I go outside and it's just it's so hot. And then I like to go roller skate in the park. So when I'm roller skating and I can just feel like the gross air with the heat and You know what? It's not a great time. It's not a great time to be outside. So we are going to see some cooler temperatures, although that's very relative. Cooler for us right now is like 90 degrees instead of 105 degrees. Um, But I did see a really fun poll on Twitter from our friend, Bryant Heath, friend Mm -hmm. of the pod, Bryant Heath. We just had him on talking about the best pocket parks in Salt Lake. He wants to know, would you rather have hot temperatures and good air? Or cool temperatures and bad air. You know, I think I'd like to go with the hot one. Hot, I, think so I, too. I'm, I love being in the sun. I get like seasonal depression, so 
Colder temps are not for me, even though I do love a fall moment. And I just like being outside. So if we're, you know, if there's heat and there's clear air, I'm in for it. What about you? It's hard to know, like, what which is the lesser of two evils here? Because really hot temperatures is really bad for people. But bad air is really bad for people. So I think I'm going to go hot temps and good air just because, you know, I, I prefer not to chew my air. Oh, for sure. It's just a preference I have. But <laughs> all right. So that's our weekend forecast. What are you doing this weekend? What's your weekend forecast, Ivana? You know, I think I'm going to go donate some clothes and maybe I'm going to go get dinner and brunch with a friend. I feel like a little a little bourgeoisie just going out on the town. <laughs> Those simple pleasures make you feel really, I don't know. I feel like when I was younger, I used to think like little treats like that going yeah. out to brunch were just like the cute little Carrie Bradshaw moments of my life. So that's yeah. nice. Well, I hope you enjoy brunch. Um, what are you doing? You know what? I think I've said multiple times this summer on this very show that I'm trying to get peaches, man. I think that we are in the end days of peach season. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're in the end days of peach season. So I got to get in line at a farmer's market somewhere and get some peaches. I made a bomb ass peach cobbler this past weekend. Yeah. And I think I should make it again. Um, well, you could go to Brigham City and go get your peaches there because they're having a festival this weekend. <gasps> Is it Peach Days? It's Peach Days. Oh and my God. I love Peach Days. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous there. I love Peach Days. Okay, quick story. I once marched in a marching band in Brigham City Peach Days. Okay. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I once got stuck there in a parade. While I was recording it was probably a story. the one I was marching in. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> there are worse places to get stuck than Brigham City Peach Days. Okay. That's true. I hope I get stuck up there this weekend. All right, Ivana Martinez, thanks for breaking down this week's news with me. Yeah, thanks, Emily, for having me. That's all for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. Our host is Ali Vallarta. Our producer is Ivana Martinez. Our newsletter editor is Therina Ria, and our lead producer is me, Emily Means. And a huge thanks to the talented Lizzie Goldsmith, who made us sound really good. Music is by the local band Mitochondria and All the Kimonos. We'll be back Monday morning with more from around the city. Happy Peach Days. If you do end up making that peach cobbler, please invite me over for a slice. That I think sounds... about it. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring some to your closet. <laughs>